Hey, Augie. Good morning, Nia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I, I'm good. Uh, and, and, uh, and the reason why I'm good is it's not very often I actually get to talk about institutions springing leaks. <laughs> yes. And this isn't uh, a leak is is uh, is leak in the, the as it's being used in the news right now, I think is a misnomer. Because leak implies drip, drip, drip. And this is not drip, drip, drip. This no, was this is, not a leak. this is like drinking out of a fire hose, right? This okay, is this is this is a dam breaking, okay, and we need to evacuate a city that's populated <laughs> with like a right. million folks. Right. right. This is Hoover coming down. So what we're talking about is the um recent uh leak from the SCOTUS from the Supreme Court on their on uh, specifically Samuel Alito's opinion in the abortion case that has come before the court. And we are not here to talk about the merits of the case. We are here briefly to talk about the history of leakage um, from the SCOTUS, right? Because in previous leakages, it's been leaked the way we really think of the word leak, which is like a couple of hours ahead or maybe a day ahead of something actually coming out or just bits and pieces of information that allow us to go behind the metaphorical curtain. Okay, again right, for the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, right. it's not again. It's not. Don't very look often. behind the curtain. Yeah, <laughs> it's not very often, <laughs> listeners, that me and I get to go ahead and use a Wizard of Oz reference. Okay, but nevertheless, today we get to use one, right? But the previous leaks coming from the Supreme Court. Okay, it was kind of sort of like behind the curtain dishing, right? You know, this justice was just a really, you know, a pain in the butt to deal with. Or um, uh, 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 a leak that came, comes out the same day, okay, that gives us a hint of how the Supreme Court is gonna rule. Right. Now, what we're talking about today is an article run by uh, Politico, uh, the kind of sort of, you know, uh, online uh, news magazine magazine for all of the Washington D.C. junkies, right? Right. Okay. They they published a news story that contained a full draft of a majority opinion written by Samuel Alito, and he was joined by four other justices. Okay. And this is um, in the Dobbs case, which is uh, from Missouri. Mississippi. Mississippi. Okay. But, Sorry. But but I but but you got the pronunciation of Missouri correctly. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. Re re and, resi and re residents of that fine state would be like, why do you guys keep on putting the e on the end of the word? <laughs> it's Missouri, right? It's not Missouri. Okay. Yes. So and it has been verified that it was a legit thing, right? It's not. It's not false news in yeah, the sense it, it, of it's not a fake document. That it's not a fake document. Uh, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts, the following day, um, issued a press release from the White House uh, press office um, acknowledging that the draft opinion was authentic, his words. <laughs> I I, I, but but, say, but saying that they hadn't finished deliberating yet. No, they, it's they a, had. It's, hence the word draft. It's a draft. As yes. opposed to the yes. final product, because if it were the final product, they would just go ahead and release it, right? This is a draft where, and I'm assuming that what happens with drafts, can we briefly mention, so 
So I assume that what happens is they write a draft and then that draft circulates through the court. Yes. And then people get to react to the draft and they get to write their dissenting or concurring opinions. That's right. Based the, on that draft, right? Like the, the, the draft majority opinion starts the post-conference deliberation of the court, right? Okay. So, you know, the, the court heard oral arguments in the Dobbs case late in 2021. Then they had a conference that week and took the vote. That's the initial vote, right? And then the senior most associate justice, if the chief justice is not in the majority, assigns the opinion. And that's the other noteworthy thing about this, right? John Roberts, okay, was not part of the majority that signed on to Alito's opinion. So the senior most associate justice would have been Clarence Thomas. So that meant that Justice Thomas assigned the majority opinion to Sam Alito, okay? Okay. But once Alito finishes the draft of the majority opinion, it gets circulated to the other justices, which then allow them, as you described, uh, 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 Nia, allows the other justices you know, to say to Alito, if they're in the majority, hey, I like all these parts, but I don't like your, you know, section two, part B. Could you rework that to include blah, 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 right? But it also allows those who want to write separately, whether concurrences or if they disagree with the court's vote in dissent. So the majority, the draft majority opinion basically becomes the target for the dissenters, right? Well, and okay. all of that is bundled together when a case is then, when a, an opinion is released, it's yes. released with all of the concurrences and the dissents and yeah. the majority, like all of that's released together. That's yeah. why you don't get one thing being released and then people piling on later. Yeah, That's not how they out, want this to work. Dribbles. They want okay, it to the, come out all at once. Yes, the court will not release a decision in a case until all the justices are finished writing. Okay. okay. So we have no idea when this theoretically will be released. No. And so, if I had to venture a guess, we're probably not going to go ahead and see it until late June or early July, because that's when the Supreme Court hands down all of its controversial rulings, right? Is this a crime? Ah, whoa, yeah, uh, and I and I've been asked that question quite a bit, Nia. Uh, on one hand, Supreme Court opinions are not classified documents. Okay, they're they are not classified documents, right? Okay. Um. So, um, unless somebody hacked <laughs> the Supreme Court intranet to release the document. Now, if they did that, okay, they could be charged with any number of, of computer crimes, right? Right. Or, okay, um, they could be targeted, okay, um, 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 for uh, violating, you know, the, uh, there are a number of federal laws about, um, um, honest use, 
you know, where government officials are only supposed to engage in behavior in furtherance of their public duties. But those are really difficult to prove, as we've seen of recent vintage when Virginia Governor Bob McDonald was, you know, targeted, okay, and he won his case, okay. Right. Um, and uh, Senator, uh, uh, New Jersey Senator Robert Menendez was also targeted, okay, and <laughs> his case was thrown out. So I don't see it being a crime. Although, hat tip to Hillary Miller, who's not here with us this morning, but theoretically, somebody stole someone else's intellectual property. Yeah. <laughs> You but, could you could go to copyright court. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but heretofore, okay, the the Supreme Court and its justices have never claimed that their opinions are intellectual property. Oh, okay, so, because it's so, in the course of their work as a government official. official. Oh, we've done this. We've covered that on another podcast. Podcast okay. episode. There you go. Gotcha. Right? So, yes. will they investigate the leak? Yes, um, in the press release coming from Chief Justice John Roberts, not only did he verify that the <laughs> draft opinion was authentic, he also announced that the marshal of the court, okay, uh, would be leading up an investigation, okay? Now, the marshal of the Supreme Court basically runs the court's police department. The Supreme okay. Court has a small police department to basically make sure that the court's operations, okay, run uninterruptedly, right? Oh, so if you go into the courtroom and you're sitting in the gallery and somebody <laughs> says something and you leap to your feet and start yelling, the three guys who pounce on you to drag you out work for the court martial. Yes. The court's martial. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, and I, can we just put in here real quick the quote that you have in your notes that Roberts called this quote an egregious breach breach yes that's one way to put it yes okay I I reacted a little more strongly which we're going to get to at the end with our opinions but I think egregious breach is a I mean that clearly he's clearly offended and he clearly wants an answer about who did it yeah again for the for our listeners who are not um, 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 uh, uh, Supreme Court aficionados, you know, like I am, for instance, you might be like, wow, egreg egregious breach. Okay, that doesn't seem to be, you know, Chief Justice John Roberts doesn't seem to be really all that, you know, bent, you know, worked up about this. For John Roberts, that's fighting words. Those, yeah. that's practically <laughs> cursing he's practically yeah. cursing at this point yeah, right. okay. considering that he is made of wonder bread and american cheese like yeah. he is made of the two most bland things you can possibly have that for him is you know okay so let's just say for instance they investigate and they figure out it's an attorney oh, wait, wait wait hold on just a second okay. i gotta ask this question quite a bit nia why is it that it's the Supreme Court Marshal's office that's doing the investigation. Well, technically, John Ro Chief Justice John Roberts could make a referral to the Justice Department, okay? But 
who controls the Justice Department? The president, the, the, president, the executive. The executive branch, right? Right. That's asking another branch to investigate your branch. I can see where he would not want that. He would want an internal. Sure, he wants just an like you don't want the marshal of the court investigating what goes on in the White House. Like that's right. Okay, you so, want those separation of powers. You also want to keep your own, as my mother would say, keep your own dirty laundry in your own house. That's right. right? Like you don't uh, want. Yes. Okay. Because if. It, once he makes that referral, the investigation is out of the control of the Supreme Court. Right. And it okay? could and it could in the current political climate, oh. it could turn into a witch hunt. Like it could turn into some sort of really yeah. dramatic. I mean, as as Wonderbread as as uh, John Roberts is. <laughs> as J. Rob is, he would not want the possibility of this being splashed across headlines Goodness. and going, no. you know. And going bananas. So if if let okay, let's let's just pretend that there are two possibilities here. One is that it is a janitor, right? Who's who's it finds it in the garbage. And oh, it's like so you're you're taking a plot line from um, um, an old John Grissom book. <laughs> and and boy, this looks interesting. I think I'll turn it over to the news, right? I think I'll turn it over to right. That's different than if this is one of the clerks, one yes. of the lawyers involved, because yes. that person will be prosecuted. They will probably lose their job because they should not have done that. They should have turned it into somebody and said, y'all probably don't want to put this in the garbage can because just anybody could find it. Right. It, it, but if it's a law clerk. Yeah. Now you're talking about uh, the violation of the oath each of the clerks have to take. Because each of the clerks take an oath um, to work at the Supreme Court. And part of that oath is the maintenance of confidentiality. Okay. Um, so is it a legal breach? Probably not. Would it be an ethical breach? Well, according to the standards of the Supreme Court, oh, heck yes. Okay. I mean, Nia, just to give you an example. Wait, hold on just a second. Just to give you an example, when clerks have talked to journalists after their service to the court and dish dirt on the court when they work there, the clerk, if you will, um, uh, 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 alums are very, very critical. Very, very critical. I mean, the classic example is um, uh, a former law clerk uh, by the name of Ed Lazarus, who worked for Justice Blackman in the late 1980s Supreme Court. He wrote, he wrote a book called Closed Chambers, where he disclosed the political infighting among the various justices' offices, particularly among the clerks. And the clerk network, okay, were very, very critical of him. Now, as a scholar, I loved his book, okay, because, and, and I've occasionally used it in my courts and politics class, okay, but that was viewed after the fact, Nia, as a breach of the ethical code 
of working at the Supreme Court. So whoever went ahead, if it was a law clerk and they released Alito's draft opinion, not only do I will think they that, be disbarred, yes. or and could that, they could they be disbarred? I guess they could be depending really, on. It would really depend on the bar association, right? Okay. You know that they're you know if they're not yet a member of the bar. One of the very, you know, one of the factors that bar uh, bar associations take into account is the ethics and character of the person applying for membership to the bar. And if you've been outed as the clerk, okay, who released a confidential draft, and this, and here's the other thing, Nia, this was a draft working document, okay. Client attorney relationship is predicated on clients and attorneys being able to speak freely. If the clerks are going to go ahead and release this kind of information to the press, okay, then their bosses, the justices, are going to be less likely to do what in front of them. Right. Talk about it. Have any sort of discussion. I mean, and, and don't we want the court to be a deliberative body that considers in some in some cases some of the craziest, strangest legal ideas to settle really difficult, complex cases? This is where, you know, for all of us who are like, oh, wow, this is incredible. Well, Part of me is just like, it's not incredible because the institution can't work if the justices are unwilling to be open and free with their discussions before they issue a final decision. Which is, I think, probably in some quarters, a belief of motivation. Yes. Is that it's that, that, somebody doesn't like the way the court is going and wants to stifle either stifle discussion or stifle you know how people are doing their opinion like on either side right it might have been a liberal clerk who's like i don't like the way we're going conservative with blah 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 and so i'm going to try to bring public pressure or i'm going to try to bring right notoriety to this or from the conservative side we're not going far enough this needs to be we need to blow this thing up and get rid of those three pesky liberal judges right like activist liberal commies and so (laughs) like it could be yeah, there, there, there's been plenty of the, uh, discussion about what would be the potential motivation of the leaker. Right. Um, and um, there are some who have posited, as you pointed out, it could be a clerk from one of the three justices on the liberal side of the ideological spectrum um, wanting to, you know, expose to the public before the court officially decides, hey, this is what's going to happen. Um, it could be a clerk from one of the conservative justices wanting to lock in, okay, the five justices who, um, if the tr- draft ends up being the final decision, the Mississippi law will be upheld as constitutional, and a couple of very important Supreme Court precedents would be overturned, okay? 
And there are trigger laws in many states that would then automatically take into effect. I mean, like this, there are potential effects, which we will talk about when we do the SCOTUS wrap up of the summer, because I'm sure this case will be prominent (laughs) um, in that discussion. But they could be trying to affect not just this particular case, but states states that already have built-in laws that if this case goes the way the current or, draft or, is written or, or other political purposes right right i mean oh the, that's true getting the, people out to vote in the midterms vote. yeah right okay that's um true. i mean because this is you know one of those issues oh that, it's going to be is, passionate isn't it okay that has galvanized the american public so there are any number of motivations here right yeah. any number of motivations but then the other is, um, I mean, and I, this is where I think we, we, we can conclude this uh, uh, short podcast episode is, um, you know, what is the view of the leak, right? So many commentators have condemned the leak for the reasons I mentioned just a few moments ago. It would really hurt the kind of trust that is required in a small group organization to do its work, right? Right. Because if you know that how you got to a decision is gonna be exposed, you might be less likely to go ahead and and entertain. And I tell my students this all the time, Nia, you and I've talked about this. I mean, one of the values of this podcast episode is usually one or both of us have crazy ideas and then we talk them out, right? right. Okay. Right. Um, it, I want to it, take it, over the world. Here's why that's a bad <laughs> idea. A bad, bad idea, right. right? But but that's a thing that happens with with as we as we've titled it, civil discourse. It's what happens when you know when people say, you know, that's kind of an extreme view. Maybe I could get on board if you could come back two feet from where you are instead of being all the way out at the edge. Maybe yes. come back a little bit and we'll be able to have a better, you know, it, it will, it, and we also don't know, well, anyway, my, I'm with those people. I think that it changes the way people work. I think it has a chilling effect on the way uh, small groups work. My department is a relatively small group. There are nine of us. And sometimes when we make the sausage, right, when we talk about what we want to do programming wise for, for our graduate students, our first ideas are bonkers. And we would be embarrassed if those got out. We would not want people. And that's not saying my colleagues are crazy. They're not. What they're trying to do is think at the edge and then come back to a place that's, that's more widely palatable. And, and, and I try to remind my students of this, Nia. If you think about the rational, comprehensive decision-making model, which is taught in graduate schools and public administration, business administration, they actually say that the second step, after you've you know figured out what the problem is or what your goal is, the second step is consider all possible alternatives. Exactly. We okay. force every graduate student to take a library course. Okay, let's take a step back from that because there's no way we're going to be able to do that, right? Like, yes. And then we figure out how to 
how, how to, to incorporate it into right. existing curriculum. Right? Exactly. It's okay. that kind of thing. Sorry, not implying that we would make all graduate students do it. But it is an idea that regularly comes up that we then say, no, we can't do that. And we move on. So I, I, I personally think that that's the danger of these leaks. And just institutionally, I, I don't know that it is wise for people to understand the, the deep ins and outs of how things are decided for any group, for any corporation, for any organization, for any government, because you don't, you're not in the room, you can't read people's faces, you can't read their body language, you don't know what's being said, you're only getting this document, it's not a full representation of, of what happened. Yeah, and, 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 I, and, and that's usually my pushback when I hear people say, well, what's the problem? It's a government institution. Our government institution is supposed to be transparent. And I'm like, okay, so how far do we go with this transparency? Right. And what, and what are the costs? Okay. I said, what are the trade-offs? Okay. If we assume that transparency is a good thing, what are the trade-offs? What are the costs? And you just mentioned one of them. Right. But there are other, you know, there are other costs related to too much transparency. Um, and one of them, particularly with an institution like the Supreme Court is, okay, they're less likely to go ahead and engage in the kind of deliberation that many of us want the highest court in the land to engage in. Right. We don't want less deliberation. We want we, more. <laughs> we want more. Right. right. Okay. You know, I want everybody, no matter where they fall on the ideological spectrum on the court, to have full-bodied conversations. One of the purposes of the clerks is to go ahead and give feedback, challenge the justice that they work for, right? right. But if the justice can't trust them, then where's that conversation going to occur, right? I mean, I got to be honest, if, you know, for, you know, you, you, you gave an example from, you know, uh, the, the organization you work in at uh, VCU, but I mean, some of the things that I've actually considered doing in my classes that then I've discussed with my colleagues and they've gone ahead and said, Augie, you can't do that. Okay. If I had some of those ideas like disclosed to my students, I would lose my job. Right. Right. Okay. Or I mean, you would, or people would choose not to take your class take because your class. they would think you're craze balls. Yeah. I mean, which which right. means I wouldn't have my job. <laughs> right. Right. The other, the other, the other thing that this leak, sorry, makes me twitchy about this leak is, you signed a contract that you wouldn't do this. Yes. Everybody who goes to work there signs a contract that says they will not. Um, impede the something of justice. I can't remember what it what the exact wording is, but it's basically you won't mess around with the workings of the court. Yes. And if nothing else, okay. So when I came to VCU, they made me sign about four thousand pieces of paper that said I would never release student information. I would yes. never release faculty information. Right. Like I don't get to say, you know, what John Augenbaugh is working on these days with his research to other people. 
But no. I don't get to do that because no, there's right. a privacy expectation. Yes. And and they all signed that. The janitor signed that up to the law clerks, up to the justices. The justices signed it. So if you're thinking that a justice released this, well, first of all, if they ever figured that out, that will be like a bomb going off in the building. Yes. Um, yes. That will that will harm all of the relations of everyone there. So I fervently hope that it is not one of not the a justices. Justice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's worst case scenario possible. But I, that's my other part of this, just a simple, from a simple contract point of view, you violated the and contract you, you signed. Yes. And, and nobody put a gun to your head saying you had to go to work for the Supreme Court. Exactly. Okay. I mean, here's the other reality. Let's say it, it was a clerk. Okay. You get to be a clerk to a Supreme Court justice, you basically get to write your ticket for your career because you worked at the court, right? right. You want to work at a big, big five, big 500, big law firm, you get to do that. You want to go ahead and be a tenured professor at some really good law school, you get to do that, okay? You want to go work in um, a justice department for a president? You get to do that. Why? Because you were a clerk. You get opportunities that nobody else, okay, who went to law school get. So to trade on that, wow. I mean, that's right. Just, to throw that away is ridiculous. That's a big that, wow. That's very short-term thinking. On the other hand, there are some people um, uh, who have gone ahead and said uh, the leak is a good thing uh, because uh, they believe uh, that it reflects um, all the, the bad stuff going on at the Supreme Court, and yep. they believe that the Supreme Court should be reformed, okay? Um, others have pointed out that the leak really does demonstrate that John Roberts no longer has functional control over the Supreme Court. And, and, and of course, when I, when I read that, that kind of criticism, I'm like, Chief Justices usually don't have control over the Supreme Court. Well, and, I, and he's not omniscient. He can't no. know what everyone's doing at every month. If, if, if J. Rob is God, he wouldn't fall down on golf courses. <laughs> yeah. he's he's not omniscient that's not a fair i think that's not a fair criticism i agree that that reform and the drive to reform might be a reasonable criticism i'm going to accept that that's um i don't think this is the way to do it but but it, it, i, I could see somebody saying to themselves maybe i can get reform by sort of blowing this thing up a little bit be yeah, blown this up a little bit but i mean anytime I, I i read this stuff like you know supreme court justices are supposed to have control over the institution i'm like they're have they ever <laughs> their colleagues okay are basically people who have been told their entire lives you are the smartest person in the room good luck controlling one those justices and moreover the young people the clerks who work for them Right. Who are once again the best of the best? Okay, but can we can we undermine one other criticism? Because yes. I have heard this is like the Pentagon Papers. Um, I've heard this likened to the Pentagon Papers, Pentagon papers. as a leak, right? And that was yes. a good thing. Um, 
And I agree that was a good thing because the U.S. government was lying to people about how many people were dying in Vietnam. Yes. Like they were lying about the state. In the US, and the U.S. government had lied for years, decades, about our involvement in Vietnam. Right. This is not the same thing because the Supreme Court. They're not lying about this. They're not, they're not, they're not lying, lying about, about like there's no lie here. There's no attempt at deception. This, I would, there, I, it has been suggested to me that Alito might have released it in order to sort of um, break the thunder early. And I'm like, Alito doesn't care about the thunder. Have you met Alito? It, <laughs> he will just walk up and slap you if he thinks it's a good idea. By the way, by the way, I knew almost immediately that the draft was authentic. Even before Chief, Chief Justice Roberts, because of said the it. language, <laughs> yeah, because I, I read it and I was just like, "Oh yeah, Alito wrote this." Alito right? is the one who pulls the pin out of a grenade and holds it for a few seconds and then tosses it into the group. Like, you got no chance of escape with him. He he's a Scalia style writer of. Well, he he is a Scalia style writer. But without the catchy phrases, right? Right. Uh, well, but he puts his opinion straight up forward, like yes. bang. bang. I don't right? think he's afraid of anybody hearing anything he has to say. So I, I'm not and, buying and, that and, conspiracy and moreover, theory. And moreover, to your point that this isn't the Pentagon Papers, if you read the transcript of the oral arguments in this case from late last year, the draft opinion should not have shocked you, right? Okay. Moreover, as I told my students, this is a decision potentially that's about 45 years in the making. Okay. Right. Okay. Because people people <laughs> disagreed with Roe almost immediately. Immediately. And so every discussion that's come up since then, it, it's not shocking that, that there is content in there that is upsetting to, I mean, the to, Supreme Court's to not a variety lying. of people. I mean, the Supreme Court's not been lying. The debate right. on the Supreme Court about abortion has been public every time they've taken an abortion case, issued the ruling. And if you read the opinions, you're just kind of sort of like, wow, they're really divided. Yes, they're really divided. And guess who else is really divided? The American public. I mean, right. this is, there's no line here. There's no subterfuge. Okay. Right. This so this, was, so that's not how. Yeah, yeah, this it, is it, not it, the same thing as yeah. these papers or the big release in Britain, right? Of all the wealth and where all the wealth is hidden and all that. Big shock. Wealthy people hiding their money. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, let's let's treat yeah, this. When, 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 when I read those news reports, Nia, all I kept on thinking was, I thought wealthy people were better at hiding their money. Exactly. <laughs> How did they let reporters find this out? So, so I, I will be interested to see. I assume that we will know something before the end of this term. Do you think we will know something before the end of this term uh, that will wrap up the investigation, or do you think uh, that no. it? Okay. I, 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 it, even if the marshal finds out who it is before the end of the term, knowing John Roberts the way I, I, I think I do, because I've been, you know, I study the court. It wouldn't bother him in the least if the Supreme Court announces like late July when all the justices are on oh, vacation and, and, a, and a big chunk of the American public 
okay, is at the beach or on vacation. Right. Okay, it gets uh, released or announced on a Friday afternoon. Late okay. Friday afternoon, the case has been wrapped up and the person has been identified. Terminated. Yes, is that been identified and disciplinary measures have been taken. Exactly. They okay. may not and even they, say terminated. They'll just say disciplinary measures have been taken. And that's it. And that's it. And then everybody will go home for the weekend and Monday morning people will say, did something happen at the Supreme Court? Nah. And that'll be the end of that. Because that the Friday evening dump is is what is traditionally what you do when you want to release and yeah, you want it, it to go wildly unnoticed is yeah, that you do it you do it either yeah, on Friday the, afternoon or Saturday morning where yeah, nobody it, cares. At, yeah, at the White House, it's referred to as take out the trash day. Right. Because that's take the out the take trash out on the trash Friday afternoon. Move. Yeah, because you know most people they don't want to be seen taking out the trash. And most of us really don't like looking in the trash, right? right? So you, that's the day you take it out and nobody notices, nobody cares. Okay. And if they're remotely curious, as you pointed out, Nia, by the time Monday rolls around and you've re-engaged your brain, you're like, did something happen? Oh, okay. Well, it's the Supreme Court. That's three days old. That might as well have happened 10 years ago. Years ago. Yeah. I mean, in the current Yes. scheme of news three yeah. days is an eternity yeah political news cycle oh my goodness yes but yes. we will bring to you what we find out when we find out yes um as part of our wrap-up thanks augie for helping me uh unravel this uh, yeah the, 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 again this is unusual um but nevertheless um you know some things to consider you know as you're you know the listeners as you're you know trying to make sense of what actually happened um uh so i enjoyed the conversation thanks nia thank you